G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the reasons that so many of us miss out on God-given opportunities is that sometimes those opportunities, oh, they're downright scary. We're torn between fear and anticipation. And that fear can immobilize you. It can stop you from stepping out by faith into the opportunities that God set before you. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be with you again. Today, we're going to be taking another look at those God-given opportunities, especially the scary ones, from a different perspective. I have a confession to make. I hate heights. I remember once standing on top of a 30-metre tower when I was training to become an officer in the Australian Army. It was a water jump on an obstacle course. The idea was simple. Climb the tower and jump into the water. Hey, 30 metres doesn't sound an awful lot, does it? I can cover one metre in a single step. Easy. 30 metres, not that much. I was a little bit nervous as I queued that day at the bottom of the tower, watching my mates climb up and jump. But as I headed up the tower, I became more and more fearful. By the time I stood on top of that tower looking down, I was completely petrified. This was so unnatural. I still remember looking down and my stomach was tied in a knot. All I wanted to do was run away. Couldn't, of course. Everybody else so far had taken the jump, apparently, fearlessly. Peer group pressure was overwhelming, so I jumped. Let me tell you, the fall seemed to take forever. Of course, not a single person died that day or was injured that day. We all survived to tell the tale. Leaps of faith can be scary, can't they? And sometimes God comes along and gives us an opportunity that is just as scary. Perhaps you've felt a call in your heart to go and and do something and the fear of failure has just paralysed you. Or maybe you've been hit over the head by failure so many times that you've started believing that failure is your default mode of operation. The world, people, circumstances have been telling you that you just won't amount to anything. You'll never succeed. That's the place that young Joseph, son of Isaac, or Israel as he became known, found himself rotting for over two years in a prison in Egypt after being sold into slavery by his brothers and then being wrongly accused of attempted rape by the wife of his master Potiphar. The reason that we're taking a look at Joseph's journey through life is that perhaps more than any other biblical character, this guy faced catastrophe after catastrophe in his life. Yet at each turn, he grabbed a hold of the opportunities that God gave him. And that's what made all the difference. So there he is. He's rotting in prison. He interprets correctly the dream of a fellow prisoner, Pharaoh's cupbearer. And soon the cupbearer is released and restored to his position serving Pharaoh. But this guy, he forgets all about Joseph in jail and does nothing until Pharaoh himself has a perplexing dream that troubles him. So finally, two years on... The cupbearer, duh, remembers Joseph and suggests to Pharaoh that maybe this Joseph guy that's still rotting in jail could help interpret his dream. Let's pick up the story, Genesis chapter 41, verses 8 to 16. In the morning, 
his spirit was troubled, this is Pharaoh. So he sent and called for the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my faults today. Once Pharaoh was angry with his servant and put me and the chief baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. We dreamed on the same night, he and I, each having a dream with its own meaning. A young Hebrew man was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to each according to his dream. As he interpreted it to us, so... It turned out I was restored to my office and the baker was hanged. Then the Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was hurriedly brought out of the dungeon. When he shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not I. God will give Pharaoh a favourable answer. And so Pharaoh told Joseph his dream and Joseph interpreted it for him. The outcome of that interpretation ultimately led to Joseph being appointed as the ruler of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh himself. Now, it's so easy to read this as one of those and he lived happily ever after stories. You skim over it and think, well, yeah, that really turned out pretty well for for Joseph. But imagine how Joseph felt after his shower and shave, whisked from prison and now standing before Pharaoh a man who had the absolute power of life or death over him. One slip-up, one mistake, one bad or unfavourable interpretation, and Joseph could well have been relieved of his head. Executions at the whim of Pharaoh were commonplace. There would have to be a mixture of excitement and trembling in his heart. Excitement at the thought that finally this may be his God-given opportunity to get out of jail. Fear at how Pharaoh might react. And it's that very mixture of anticipation and fear that so often accompanies the God-given opportunities that come our way. Because when the opportunity appears, most times it doesn't come with a guarantee of success. The fear of failure in our hearts can outweigh the excitement and the anticipation that also comes with those new opportunities. And it's in that place that we have to make a decision. We can succumb to the fear, fear which immobilizes us, fear which stops us from stepping out into God-given opportunities, or we can take that leap of faith, at which point we're completely at God's mercy. It's like jumping off that platform. I had absolutely no control on the way down, which, by the way, felt like it was taken forever. The longest few seconds of my life. When, when God next places an opportunity before you, what will you do? Turn back in fear or step out in faith? The reason I'm asking you that question is that it's at this point that so many people miss out on God's opportunities for their lives. And in my book, that's an absolute tragedy. Joseph's interpretation of the dream talked of coming years of plenty and years of famine in Egypt, and he told Pharaoh what to do to prepare for the famine. He told Pharaoh to go and find an administrator who would oversee the setting aside of surplus food in the years of plenty so that there'd be enough in the years of famine. And this, this is what transpired, verses 37 to 42 of Genesis chapter 41. That proposal so pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find anyone else like this on whom is the Spirit of God? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. 
You shall be over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only with regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Removing his signet ring from his hand, Pharaoh put it on Joseph's hand. He arrayed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. I mean, Joseph could never in a million years have predicted that outcome when word came to him in prison that Pharaoh wanted to see him. And yet God had a plan. Joseph had already demonstrated his powers as an effective manager and and Potiphar's slave and as an overseer in the jail. And finally, after all this turmoil, after all these defeats and pains and losses and injustices and disappointments and apparently missed opportunities that Joseph had travelled through, finally God's plan was coming together. A plan that only God himself knew about. See, that's the thing. So often these, these difficulties are part of God's plan as he's laying opportunities out before us. So let me ask you again. The next time God sets an opportunity before you, one that looks scary or impossible, will you turn back in fear or step out in faith? Life very definitely has its ups and downs, not to mention the fact that even when things are going well, our own foibles and failures have this amazing ability to rob us of the good things that God has planned. That's why living your best life, the life God always had planned for you, takes power. I mean, serious power. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Holy Spirit Power. God's Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that He'll help you lay hold of the incredible power that He has ready and waiting for you. The power to be all that He made you to be through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.